Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Ricard, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm so honored and grateful to be here with you all. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here and serve in the name of Jesus. Man, it's going to be super, super good. I know a lot of people say, Isaiah, why do you guys talk so much about deliverance? You guys are always talking about casting out demons. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When all the pastors start talking about it, we can stop talking Mm. about it. But you know this as well as I do. The Church of America, nobody's talking about this at large, right? There's a couple Mm. small channels and pockets and, well, not all small channels, but people. But man, there is such a need right now with the occult growing, with atheism Mm. growing, with the new age movement i mean we could talk about that growing there's such a need for deliverance there's such a need for the body of christ to rise up and to cast out demons and to teach this thing and so we're going to talk about it again tonight many people watching this are brand new to this they've never cast out a demon guys i want to say this and i'm going to have my guest start share his testimony here we want you guys to do this we want every Mm -hmm. single one of you that have never done this to learn and to start so our goal tonight is not just to teach you, but I believe tonight to activate you so that you begin to do the work. So you say, hey, guys, I watched your podcast and now I'm at work. I'm casting out demons. I'm at school. I'm inviting family members over. I'm casting out demons in my living room. I'm doing this at the coffee shop. So this is our goal. So Rickard, thank you for being on, man. I'm fired up. I know you are. I'm excited. (laughs) Let us know who you are. What's your story? What's your testimony? How has your deliverance ministry started? How did you get delivered? Just go for it, bro. Thank you very much. Yeah, guys, I'm excited to be here. My name is Ricard. Uh, I'm originally Swedish. So all of you guys who are awake in the middle of the night, I hear you. I feel Come your on. pain. Uh, but I'm here in US right now. Uh, so if you're in Europe, you can just drop it in the chat right now. Let us see which country you're watching us from. God bless you as you're staying awake. You know that demonic activity is a little bit stronger and a little bit uh, more intense in the night hours because literally demons are nocturnal creatures, okay? They mm. prefer to operate in the dark. Crime right goes up in the night and stuff like that. So you staying awake, you're like a light that shines in the darkness in your city, in your home, in your apartment complex right now. And as you are staying connected with this stream right now i believe that jesus christ has something special in store for you maybe people in your apartment complex will receive deliverance Come you on. know something is just gonna happen you hear suddenly people getting angry knocking on the door or something rest assured jesus christ has authority over all those things and we are grateful and excited to be there with you awesome. so yeah yeah uh, i uh, grew up in sweden i am a kid of a pastor so obviously, being a child of a pastor, I grew up becoming a youth a pastor in my own dad's church. That's kind of like how it goes most of the time. And yeah. I was hungry. I was reading the Bible. You know, I saw the power of God move and I really wanted to see more of it. So uh, I started Googling. I found the minister of TB Joshua online. Uh, I went there uh, thinking I was going to go there for like three months, uh, get downloaded with all the power of God that I had seen on internet that was happening there. I ended up going there and I literally couldn't leave for nine years. The power of God was so amazing. And I was actually there serving for like three or four years before I myself realized that I needed deliverance. Go ahead. Come on. Yeah. 
So I had been struggling with a lot of things growing up, you know, especially like sexual thoughts, immoral thoughts, masturbation, porn, and all those kind of things. But I was like already in Africa under Prophet TB Joshua there serving, seeing powerful demons being cast out, healing happening all over the place. And I never even knew that I needed deliverance. I thought like, oh yeah, you know, struggling with porn, sure, like, you know, I'll get over it. You know, I'm a Christian, I'm battling it with, you know, and that struggle just kept on going, falling back, uh, getting strong, falling down weak and so on and so forth. And I had gone to prayer many times. And this is a very important point that I like to tell people is that I went for prayer like 10, 15 times. Nothing ever happened because I wasn't ready for it. I didn't realize that something was demonically attached in my body. I thought that, you know, this is just emotional problems or something. Uh, I heard a sermon from someone. Someone was teaching and he said, you know, if you're having like a a, a woman coming to you in your dreams and romancing you, you're having some kind of a sexual intimacy with with someone who isn't. And and at that time I was like, what, 21? I, I didn't have a girlfriend or anything. I was trying to live the holy way. But this woman would come and romance me. I would wake up and my sexual desires were heightened from those mm. dreams. So, so I began to realize when someone said it in a sermon, like, if you have that, you might need deliverance from spirit of lust. So I was like, what? I, I literally have preached in the church already. This is, no, no, I don't need deliverance. But as time went on, I began to reflect on my life and I realized, yeah, actually, I, I, I need freedom from this. This Every time I have these dreams, I wake Come up on. and the next day I'm like messed up. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like, my eyes are wandering. My thoughts are wandering. Things are happening and I can't control it. I can't focus on what I'm supposed to do. So I, I asked if I could go to the prayer line for the 16th time, right? Come on, <laughs> uh, come on. And the 16th time because I myself was ready for it because I had identified the root cause of the problems mm. I was experiencing. The moment the minister God just laid his hand on me, This time it was different. Instantly, first of all, it felt as if he literally gave me like a punch in my face. The hand was so heavy. I've never felt a heavy hand like that during laying on of hands. So I, the, the prayer started, boom, the hand goes down on my head and instantly anger from nowhere. I'm like, dude. And, and this was literally, it wasn't even the senior pastor. It wasn't even prophet TB Josh. It was one of the junior pastors that prayed for me to just to show you that once you're ready, it doesn't matter who you go, go to. It doesn't matter who prays for you. The point is you're ready. Jesus is ready. Make the connection, receive your deliverance right now. And that's what we tell people like on our, during our deliverance sessions as well. Don't concentrate. Oh, I've not seen this person before. This is some random face. I don't know who it is. If you're ready, Jesus is ready. He used the donkey's voice. He used stones, shadows, water. He can use a random person to set you free too. As long as that random person knows what they're doing. So, so don't let your faith be like, be on the celebrity like oh i need Good. i need prayer from i need prayer from pastor i need prayer from isaiah saldivar only you know if i, I get this. on the Come deliverance on. map and someone has prayed for me I, I probably need it again from from the og himself that's not how it works there's only one og and that's Come jesus on. christ all of us before him are equal whether some people know some know you or not so so i went and and uh, instantly i got angry i was like dude i didn't say dude i said like Argh! Why do you hit me so hard? And he, he just turned back and he was like smiling. And I hadn't lost control by then yet. 
I was still like in my mind, but I was like, oh, what's going on? Why are you hitting me? And he just smiled because like he understood like, okay, it's, it's beginning to come to the surface. He just prayed again. Boom, boom. Couple of, couple of times more ladies hand and, and, and I lost it. I got so angry. They carried me out of where I was not, not like outdoors, but out of my seat and, and, and to the front there where they were praying for me. And I was feeling fire all over my body. Mind you, I had been already in ministry at this Come point. Come on. Not just that I had received Jesus earlier on in my life. I was even serving in the church. Many people are serving in the church today. And you think your train has gone already. It's like, no, man, too many people are looking up to me. It's going to be embarrassing. What's going to happen? People are going to think I used to pray for deliverance for people. I used to lead people to salvation. If you have baggage, if you have luggage, Jesus Christ wants to take it from you too. Come on. Trust me, it's it, it goes faster. You run faster. You work more effectively without a backpack. Just get rid of it. There's no shame in needing deliverance. And I think just as a side note, I think that's one of the main problems with the church today. Yes. Deliverance is such a taboo. Yeah. Pe- people see someone manifesting like, dang, that person must be such a demoniac. He must be like probably a really sinful person. I don't want to have nothing to do with him. Even after receiving deliverance, people are like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, congratulations, but stay away from me. You, you, you used to have witchcraft in your life. Come on. Don't you get, you, you have to understand that literally the devil tries to attack those that have the greatest purpose. The devil can actually like predict those that have a great future. He can't see the future, but he can predict. He's a smart person. Mm. Remember, the devil has been along, uh, around for a long time. He can predict. He can see the sign of someone that the hand of God is on. And when he sees that, he's like, oh, I see this already as a teenager. Let me throw all the temptations, Come all on. the open doors at this person and snuff out that light of God, that fire of God before it grows strong enough to defend itself. And that's how it gets many of us. And we think, oh, man, I'm that, that person has demon. That means that he's a bad person. No. That means that he has a demon and that's all. Come on, come someone on. Com- com- someone comes to church and they need healing. Nobody's going to be like, Ugh, you're disgusting because you need healing, especially not after the healing. Everyone are going to rejoice. But when it comes wow, to deliverance, that's so good. when it comes to deliverance, people are so kind of disgusted by the fact that someone is manifested. Instead of you to understand in heaven, literally they are celebrating for someone's deliverance. So, so anyway, try to round up my testimony here. I, I, during the deliverance, the minister of God actually started inter- interrogating the demon that was manifesting in me. And he said, speak out, who are you in this body right now? And, 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 and how it was for me. So it, it, I've understood that it happens in two different ways, primarily. Some people completely lose control and yeah. they like black out during their deliverance. And when they wake up, they're like, what happened? But yep. for others, and that was the case of me, I had my consciousness. I remembered what he was asking me. I could see everything. I I wasn't completely out of it. But the moment that the minister said, speak out, who are you in this body? On the inside of me, instantly, within a split second, he just said on the inside here, I'm the spirit of lust. Now, at that point, I could have, in my own power, chosen to try to zip my lip, okay? But what would have happened? I would have missed my deliverance. So I realized that I actually need to submit to the spirit of God so that I can receive that deliverance in the fullest measure of it. 
So I decided to submit. I opened my mouth and I let that demon speak out. I was like, and the demon spoke as I'm the spirit of lust. And, and the demon said, I entered through pornography when he was a child. Mm. I wanted to destroy his future. I tried to snuff out his destiny. And that was about all. The minister God interrupted it. We're not, we're not out to expose juicy details about people. It's literally about Good. demon exposing how they enter so that we can literally close the back door when they leave. And, and, and that was it. He, he said, out in the name of Jesus. I fell to the floor. I was squirming like a snake, you know, all that good stuff, like the full, the full nine yards. And after a couple of uh, minutes there, he said, I declare you free, rise up in Jesus' name. And instantly I knew I could feel it. It's like as if literally I had been washed. Like, hey, I, I don't have a problem in the world right now. I'm literally like, Come everything on. is over. Everything like, I didn't even, it's like, oh man. I don't have a guilt. I don't have a past. I don't have nothing. Nothing can hold me down. I'm there's not no thought can come and tell me that I'm not worthy right now. And that feeling, oh my God, that, that's the best feeling I, I've ever experienced. And before I, I round up, just one last thing. And this is really important. If you are in the process of going through and receiving your deliverance here, and you know that soon it's your turn and you're kind of, your mind is going, you're like, oh yeah, I think I need it. Remember this, after my deliverance, Isaiah, less than 60 seconds after my deliverance, the first thought came to my mind. The devil instantly tried to sow a seed of doubt back in my heart again. Within 60 seconds, the thought came, that was fake. You're, wow. you're not, you're not doing, on. this is not Go real. There. Why are you pretending? And I was like, what? But then luckily I saw someone like a staff, a church worker. They're like, oh my God, bro. The deliverance that I just saw, that's the purest form of deliverance, bro. That's the realest thing right there. You're free, man. I saw it with my own eyes. And, and wow. that instilled the faith in me that I could just turn those doubtful thoughts away instantly. So it's really important if you're in ministry, if you're in the ministry of deliverance, remember, the devil isn't just going to run away and put his hands in his pockets, be like, okay, I lost another one. Well, okay, I'll get the next one. No, he's stubborn. He doesn't yep. give up just because his minions have been cast out. He'll probably try to attack again. They'll come back again. Seeds of doubt try to attack over and over again. So it's important to have a support system so that when people receive the deliverance, they're like, oh, yeah, I now know that it's not enough to receive deliverance. I can actually fight back. I can punch back and tell him, shut up, you demon. You don't belong here anymore. I command you be silent, just like Jesus commanded the storm to be silent. Mm. And that was how I received my deliverance. And so after good. that, the journey, oh, man. Oh, so man. good, bro. I wanted to touch on something you said because I think people don't understand the lengths that de the lengths demons go to to make sure you don't know they're there. Like they mm -hmm. don't want you to know that when they speak to you, it's not your thoughts, it's them speaking. So people say, mm -hmm. well, I hear this voice in my head, but it kind of sounds like my inner monologue and it's telling me to kill myself or it's telling me to do this. And so people don't realize that's actually a demonic spirit. Even the whole lie of, which we're going to go into later, okay, I won't start it off yet, of Christians can't have demons don't you think uh, just the chat listen to this don't you think that's the devil's favorite lie don't mm -hmm. you think the devil wants you to think christians can't have demons if he gets you to believe that then oh, he yeah. can keep you in bondage your entire life because yeah. every time you try to go for deliverance that voice is going to say oh well christians can't have demons and guys we have met thousands of people that say i believed that until i got deliverance 
I believed that yep. until I felt a spirit getting angry. I remember when I yep. got delivered from a spirit of lust, a spirit of shame and other things, I had a similar experience where I was so desperate for freedom. My little sister prayed deliverance over me days after being saved. And I, I didn't black out, but I felt this thing in my stomach, like wanting to come up out of me. And the moment I just said, Lord, do it. I felt that thing speaking out of me, yelling out of me. It literally took over my body, but I wasn't blacked out. And then after that, like you said, man, the lightness, the joy, the peace, all the beautiful things that happen after deliverance, I don't understand why pastors don't want that. Jesus yeah. said deliverance is a miracle. Remember when mm. they're casting out demons and a group comes and says, well, this, the disciples come and say, there's this group casting out demons mm. and they're not really with us. They don't really know us. They haven't been trained by you, Jesus. And then Jesus says, Anyone that does a miracle in my name or a miracle for me will not, will not speak bad about me. So Jesus calls the casting out of demons a miracle. So when we think about like some say, well, you guys shouldn't show this on video. The, you're basically saying we shouldn't show miracles on video. Like you know, by you saying we shouldn't talk about deliverance and there's some in the chat that say, oh, we shouldn't be talking about it, which number one, isn't biblical to say. Number two, you're saying we shouldn't talk about Jesus's ministry. You're saying we shouldn't talk about miracles. Like mm -hmm. guys, remember the things we're talking about tonight, this is not a work of man. This is the finger of God. This is yeah. the children's bread. Jesus said, this is the kingdom of God being established uh -huh in the driving out of demons. So yes, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna bring destruction. We're gonna expose the lies of the enemy. And some of you might be like Ricard and say, there's no way I need deliverance. It's just, which I wanna talk about here in a minute as well. It's just the flesh, brother. This is, oh man, I get so fired up. This is such a <laughs> lie that so many people preach. Oh, that's just yeah. the flesh. Oh, that's just the flesh. Okay, so the flesh tells you to kill yourself? The flesh over dominates you? No, it doesn't. The flesh no. will tempt and the flesh will entice and we crucify the flesh by fasting, by prayer. But Jesus didn't go up to the people with demons and say, oh, that's just the flesh. Philip mm -hmm. in Acts 8 didn't go up to the people and say, all right, everybody, we need to get you saved and you need to crucify your flesh. No, they got saved and Philip said, we need to cast the demons out of you. So deliverance is all throughout the gospels. In fact, Jesus talked, and I know this is going to make so many people mad. I love it. Jesus talked more about casting out demons than crucifying the flesh. All right, Come somebody on. write that. Is that a word, Ricard? <laughs> Jesus talked Come more on. about casting out demons yeah. than crucifying the flesh. Several word, times word. he said to crucify the flesh. Just a couple times. But over and over and over again, what do we see him doing? He didn't go to the woman in Luke 13 and say, you need to crucify the flesh and you're you'll be healed. He didn't go to the man at the tombs and say, hey, you're cutting your arms with rocks. Just go ahead and crucify your flesh. He didn't go to the man that was mute saying crucify the flesh. He didn't tell the girl, uh, that Syrophoenician woman's daughter, oh, she's young. She just needs it. You know, she's just having a flesh issue. Just crucify the flesh. He didn't go to the man whose boy was foaming at the mouth, jumping in the fire, jumping in the water and say, oh, that's no big deal. We just need to go ahead and give him some prescription pills, which is what pastors do. And we need to just crucify the flesh and get him some counseling. Jesus said there's a demon there and guess what oh I love this this is what John said for this reason the son of man was the son of God was manifest to destroy the works of darkness Jesus did come not on. come to prescribe you a pill no. that will balance your serotonin levels Jesus came to destroy the spirit of anxiety depression fear so God so has good. not given come us on. a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind so we have all these pastors handing out counseling and prescriptions, but no deliverance. So I think we need to get back to a place where we look to deliverance 
as a miracle. And like you said, it, it's a taboo. So part of this whole reformation I think is happening in the church. People say, oh, there's a deliverance movement and they say it's bad. No, it's a reformation. And the reformation mm -hmm. is this. We're changing the way we look at like you said in the beginning, people getting delivered. It's not going to be this gross, dark, oh, that person, something's wrong with them. No, it's going to become, this is beautiful. Like the church I'm a part of right now, when I first started coming, it wasn't very normal for people to get delivered. Well, now, literally, pretty much every service, there's somebody screaming and a demon coming out. Like it's screaming. People are just, so oh. now it's like we're literally in the green room and we can hear four or five people screaming in the, in the altar. And it's a normal sound now. It's a, it's a beautiful, when I hear people screaming, I tell people it's a beautiful sound because that's the sign the demons coming out of them. Come Acts on. chapter 8 says that people were screaming as demons left them. So what happens now when all, quiet altars aren't beautiful, but loud altars are beautiful, where people are Come screaming on. out demons. And you know what I love this, bro? Let me just say this last thing because you get me too fired up. At the end of <laughs> Acts 8, it says that people were screaming as demons left. And then the next sentence, here's the result. And there was great joy in that city. Come you want to bring joy, mm. pastor, to your city? Mm. Cancel the play, cancel the potluck, cancel the little trunk or treat, and say we are having mass deliverance every Sunday night, and we're going to bring in all of those that are demonized, all those that are hurting, those off the street, those from the church, those that have been in bondage being babysat, and we're going to do deliverance, and there will be joy in the city mm. when demons are cast out. This is how we bring joy to the city. All right, man, I know, man, I'm so fired of having you on here. So <laughs> let's do this. There's new people watching. This is everything you need to know about deliverance. I'm a brand new person. I want, man, I'm hearing your testimony right now. I'm hearing Isaiah Saldivar. I want to do this so badly. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I want to cast out demons. And one thing, bro, I think a lot of times we do is we talk about go cast out demons, but we never tell people how. Like we don't mm -hmm. get tell them like this is the practical step. So if I'm a new person, I'm in the chat. I want to cast out demons. Like I want, I really do. I want to do this. I just don't even know where to start. Like how do I even start the deliverance? What do I even mm -hmm. say? Give us some practical steps and tools of getting started in deliverance. What you tell a brand yeah. new person of, of starting deliverance. All right. Yeah. Super good question. And I uh, thank you for, for asking that question. So one of the most important things, especially when you're like just getting started, literally you've never maybe encountered a demonic manifestation in your church yet. Let's say you're a pastor or you're some kind of a minister, you know, uh, the first thing is, is of course, understanding that deliverance springs out of your love for people. Yes. Deliverance isn't some kind of like, Hey, because I'm so angry with this, with Satan, I'm going to cast out demons. Like, yeah, sure. We have a holy anger with the devil for what he's done, but it springs out of love for people because we love to see people free. Come on. That's why we minister deliverance. It's not coming out of anything else. So first of all, make sure that your love for people is at the right place. And if you don't know, if you have that, then grow in your relationship with God. Your love with God will overflow into love to people. So, so basically, number one, love Jesus with all of your heart. Love your neighbor with all of your heart. Come on. And, the, and, and that is the prerequisite. That's like the number one foundation to I minister deliverance. Many people think that like, oh yeah, because I'm charismatic, I'm probably called to deliverance. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I can shout, you know, I can do this. That, that's not the prerequisite. The prerequisite is that you love people so much that you'll go to any length to see them free. 
So number good. number two, you have to have an actual desire for it. And I think people that are watching right now, you pretty much got that one covered already. For you to be here, you probably desire to be in the ministry of deliverance. So once you got those two, then you go into it. And what I do is the more I ask to pray for people, the more likely I am to discover a demon. Okay. Mm, I, I don't, go, I don't go out hunting demons. Okay. There are people that think like, okay. Uh, you know, this pastor have told me and he has ordained me and they go out and they're like, I'm going to go out hunting demons. So, so Jesus didn't hunt demons, but when he came across them, he cast them out. If you have a calling to hunt demons, I mean, that's on you, bro. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> but for me, I'm not going to like go out and like, oh yeah, I just need to cast out some demons. I've got that, you know, uh, you know, I I'll stay in my lane. And when God brings them for God to bring someone, I know that he has given me what it takes to cast it out Come on. when he brings them. So in your church, in your ministry, pray for as much people as you can. Hey, brother, can I pray for you? I want to pray for you right now. And, and me, when I, when I pray deliverance prayers, there are many types of deliverance prayers, uh, of prayers in general, of course. I don't go for every single person that asks me for, for prayer and be like, oh, let go fire right now, you know. <laughs> but they're, they're, a lot of people are going to be like, bro, chill. I'm just asking if you can pray for my mom, you know. <laughs> So, so you, you go, you go take it easy for those that don't know what it means. But when people come and they want deliverance, I go pretty aggressive. I've seen different styles. Some people, they, they, I mean, some people, they just say a word and demons start manifesting. I would, I wish that I would get to that level. Okay. But, but I'm not concerned with like the mannerism. And this is another thing that I see happening in the body of Christ today is people either copy someone's mannerism or they kind of rebuke their mannerism. But it's not That's about good. the mannerism. Just like you said, Isaiah, with the scripture where, where the disciples came and said, oh, those people, they are throwing, they are casting out demons in a different manner in which we might be doing it because it wasn't Jesus directly that trained them. Jesus said, don't focus on how Come it's on. done. The fact that it is being done is what matters. Yeah. So some, some people are like kind of like me, for example. I, I, I believe that, you know, when you're, when you're stepping into your authority, uh, someone who is in a position of authority, I mean, if you meet a police officer and they pull you, you know, and there's some kind of situation and the police will be like, excuse me, sir, you got to Go listen ahead. to me right now. And you're going to be like, is, is that a real cop or is this some kind of where's the hidden camera, you know, but but you know that they have authority because they can exercise it at will. Okay, and I believe that the authority of Jesus Christ has been given to us. So I go at it kind of aggressive. I say, okay, you're here for deliverance right now from the top of the heads to the soles of the feet. Holy Ghost, fire right now. And I really just fire them up, kind of like in a sauna. You know, when you're in a sauna, you're like, you, you want to show everyone that it's the, you're, you're the one that can resist the hottest place in the room. You keep pouring that water until nobody can stay anymore. So you just pray some, uh, you know, you don't need to say Holy Ghost fire. You can say in the name of Jesus or let there be light or just in Jesus name or nothing special even. And, and, and that's kind of like, so I have this, this three part step of, of when you're praying for people. I call it discovery phase distinguishing phase and then disconnecting phase That's good. So the, fir the first one is when you're discovering the demons you're just praying for people you might pray aggressively for someone because you feel like there's something there and, and honestly hear me out when you're ministering deliverance people are going to look at you and think that you're like you know everything about every single demon and you kind of have your spider sense on you like oh yeah that guy has a demon <laughs> bring them bring them bring them 
to me, that's not at all how it works. Sometimes, you know, and I wish and I'm praying and I'm moving more into the gift of discernment of spirits, but sometimes I don't hear much. I'm just mm. praying, you know, so I don't, I don't. And, you know, of course, the Holy Spirit ministers when something uh, is necessary for him to minister, but I don't go and like pretend that I know everything. I'll that's fire, good. I'll pray for someone and like, hey, let's see, let's see if there's a demon. They're like, do I have demons? I don't know. Let's pray and we'll find out in just a second, right? So uh, it's kind of like if someone is on the street and they meet a doctor, like at the grocery store, and they're like, hey, doctor, I've got, I've got a sore throat. Do I have COVID? The doctor's <laughs> going to be like, hey, just because I'm a doctor, I can't yeah. just tell by one symptom if you have COVID. You know what? Come to the hospital. Let's run you through some tests and we'll find out. So I believe that the church is the spiritual hospital where people come mm. in with problems and the pastors, the ministers are like running tests. As you lay your hands on someone, the light of God is going through them. And if there's any darkness there, it's going to be exposed. And that's it. So I don't try to be like, oh, yeah, I can sense right now that there is a demon. Of course, if there's a word of wisdom or knowledge, that's a completely different thing. But I don't go around when I minister, try to seem as if I, I know all everything that happens at all time. And I just pray in Jesus' might name. And when a demon starts you know, showing up and someone's shaking or, or God is telling me that there's a demon hiding there, I keep praying, I keep praying. Or you know, I can see some kind of a physical reaction that, oh, something's going on there. Then I, I, I step it up. Uh, it's because I, to me now, something is beginning to react to the heat pour mm. more fire and that's the way to 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 get them to fully manifest pray 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 holy ghost fire and then once the demons kind of start manifesting sometimes i will interrogate sometimes i won't and this is another thing and i know we're going to touch on it in the few, in, soon but but jesus didn't interrogate all his demons but he did interrogate one yep so if you say that you can't interrogate demons l jesus literally did it it's good. About 20%. If you do this statistic, about 20% of all his demons, he actually interrogated them, which That's is good. one out of six. Okay. So, so, so it, you, Jesus delivered demons in different cases. And as far as you follow the way he did it, you're, you're following the Bible. Some people say, oh, you should never speak. I heard someone say, you know, hey, you should only, when a demon manifests, you should only say the Lord rebuke you, the Lord rebuke you, the Lord rebuke you. Like, I don't know. Jesus never actually did that. What <laughs> Jesus on. actually did was like cast them out. Sometimes yes. he told them be quiet. Sometimes he told them who are you. But but the end the the and end point of it, he got them out of their bodies, yes. and that's what we want to achieve. So sometimes I do the distinguishing phase where I kind of try to interrogate to find out the back doors. It's easier once and one another thing why we, for example, interrogate demons is because. What I've realized from experience is when a demon uh, submits to my authority by answering the questions, they are they are understanding their place. That's it's good. Like demons, I like that. Honestly, demons are kind of like, so hear me out. Don't, don't misunderstand me here. Demons are kind of like those of us who has to toddlers. Now your toddlers, they're literally angels, okay? They are not <laughs> demons, but toddlers- I have four can, toddlers. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Toddlers can throw tantrums, right? As a parent, during a tantrum, you got to kind of be patient. Yes, yes. You got to wait it out, but you can't back down from your authority because next time it's going to get worse. Yes. You got to kind of set your foot down and say, hey, you, you little toddler, you're an angel, but you're, you're having a tantrum right now and I'm going to stand my ground. I'm the one in charge here. And no matter how long you're being on the floor, shouting, not doing what you're told, 
you're gonna obey sooner or later because mm. I'm doing what is good for you. Demons are kind of like they're they're small little tantrum throwers. When they get exposed, they start throwing tantrums and try to escape and do all kinds of things. Stand your ground, and and and, and once you're inter interrogating, when they answer you, it shows that they are they are understanding that you have authority over them. So mm. so for us, it's all about effectiveness. If you show me a way to cast out demons without interrogating them, they's faster and more effective. Hey. I'll I'll jump right on. Come We're on. talking effectiveness here. We're not talking about doing it the most beautiful or the most good looking or the most glorious. Like it's literally there's no more time, guys. There's no more time. Come on. The whole world is dark and you've got what it takes to solve it. Let's get to work. So it's all about effectiveness for us. As a demon is obeying, we know. When I say out, they know already. They've been obeying my questions by answering. And then the discovery, uh, the, the final phase, disconnecting, of course. As Jesus said, you know, re rebuke them. Get out in the name of Jesus. Cast it out. And uh, it's actually a, a three-part uh, phase. Let me really quickly run yeah, this. Yeah, no, go and take your time. It's so good. And then I'm done. So, so at good. the at the fin when you finish up, when you disconnect that demon, there's three ways. This is one of the most common questions that I get you. And I bet you there are some ministers in the chat right now who have this question. Like, how do I know when the demon is actually out? It's good. And many people ask that. So there are three ways to make sure. And this is one of the things that we teach. Excuse me. This is one of the ways, things that we teach uh, our people at, at Hungry Generation is you got to finish the job. Yes, if you leave someone on, after a you. demon has manifested and you leave them hanging because you're hungry or because Go you know you there. gotta catch, you know, your wife is waiting in the car or whatever. Literally, you're leaving them worse than what they were. Mm. Once a demon is is exposed, they're gonna cause a lot of problems yes. if they're not cast out because they are literally exposed. It's like, okay, I got caught red-handed. Now I gotta create That's a so big good. scene to escape or whatever, you know. So you gotta finish the job once the demon has started uh, manifesting. First way of doing it is, of course, you see the physical reaction when you're like out, out, and suddenly the person is like, <sighs> I take that instantly as a sign that they are free. The physical mm. reaction. Second, of course, God Almighty speaking to you as well. I've had cases where I wasn't observant to the voice of God and the demon literally, literally like deceived me, tried like, oh, and then started manifesting again. <laughs> so it's always good after you like lay your hand one last time. And like, if you see that physical re like relief or like they fall to the ground or whatever, they calm down. You're like, in Jesus name, just pour that Holy Ghost fire a couple more times and like no reaction, no reaction. Thank you, Jesus. I declare you free in Jesus name. Uh, that's the first. Second one, of course, as I said, uh, the Holy Spirit ministering to you that it's done and you by faith, you just go on what you hear the Lord's telling you. And you're like, yep, you're free in Jesus name. And they get up and then you realize, oh, yeah, they're free. Cool. <laughs> but you don't always see it as a minister. And mm. thirdly, thirdly, and this is the hardest one. It's when you don't necessarily hear hear anything like from heaven, like, okay, it's done right now. Uh, and you're not seeing any sign of relief either. The third way you do it it's literally by faith you declare them free even before you see it. Sometimes I've had stubborn demons. They, they just keep going. And I'm like, right now, and I'm in my heart, I'm like, I'm going to use my faith right now. I don't see that they're free. I don't feel it. I don't hear it. But in, there's so many people, God, God, do it as I say it. 
And when you speak your faith in Jesus' name, you are free in Jesus' name. The moment that you say it, boom, the demon will leave. So those are like the three main ways for me to know that the demon have left physical. You can see it on the person, God telling you, or by faith, you just declare it anyway. And sometimes, you know, the third one is the hardest one. You, 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 kind, of, you kind of have to learn how to use your faith properly because sometimes you're like, you are free in Jesus' name. Some, nothing happens. The demon keeps manifest. You're like, okay, my faith isn't loaded up enough. Okay, in Jesus' name, you kind of go at it again. But yeah, those are the three main ways in how to finish the job and make sure that you always finish it and not leave them hanging. So good. I love how you said that it's not about the method, it's about getting them free. Because I think mm -hmm. what I've come to find is people that do it a certain way look at people that do it a different way and say, well, my way's right, your way's wrong. But what I found is there's different methods for different times, for different spirits. Yep. As yep. you said, some demons, if you have multiple children, I have four, you know that each kid has its own personality. And if you look at even like demons, they have different personalities. Some mm -hmm. demons are stronger. Some demons are more wicked, the Bible says. Some mm -hmm. demons are more stubborn. Some demons are more crafty. And so depending on the demon, there's no right, wrong or right solution or right strategy. You might have to take a different approach. And I think one big mistake, and we'll go into maybe some other mistakes you think people make in deliverance. I think one major one is always using one method. So there's a lot of people that are, it's always the same. It's cookie cutter. And basically if the deliverance doesn't work, they go, oh, well, it's not my fault. It's your fault. You need to come back later, which I get. I think there is a place for that. But I think mm -hmm. what we fail to realize is the whole Holy Spirit is our guide. And if you read throughout Genesis to Revelation, the Holy Spirit moved in different ways, different times, different seasons, different places. He didn't always just move the same way. Sometimes he came as wind. Sometimes he came as lightning. Sometimes yep. he came as fire. So the yep. way that he can show up in deliverance is different ways. The way he can deliver people is different ways. So yep. rather than saying this person's right, this person's wrong, what I like to do is I like to learn from everybody. I'm like, hey, I remember one time there was a deliverance that we were like hours and hours. I couldn't get breakthrough and then I thought about a strategy that Bob Larson uses where he makes the demon you've, you've probably seen him do this he makes the demon yeah. repeat after you you know yeah. say this right now I've never done that before but I was like man I got <laughs> I might as well man I mean I had prayed every prayer I yelled my voice was gone I prayed over her finances I could not get this demon out of this lady so I said you know what I'm gonna go Bob Larson on her and I'm gonna try this out and I did it I kid you not after I don't know, four to five hours of praying for this one, you know, this tribal demon that was not coming out of this lady, just crazy demon. I made it do that and the demon left. And in my mind, I was like, what if I just kept stubbornly saying, well, no, this is my method. We need to renounce. We need to do this. The method I got used to. And then the Lord began to show me the same thing you said earlier. It's not about the method. It's about getting them free. And really deliverance is a puzzle, guys. The reason why it's so hard to give it a definitive this is how you do it and we're giving you guidance here is because every deliverance is different depending on the personality of the person, depending on their faith, depending on the type of spirit, depending on what activity they were in. I tell people all the time, if you were in a cult, right, you were in the occult high level versus, you know, you were addicted to pornography for a year and a half, there's a much different level of deliverance that needs to take place. Of course, God can deliver both type of people, but I would just say, man, we have to let the Holy Spirit give be our guide. Let the Holy Spirit lead us and not, and really nobody has the perfect method our goal is to get the demons out I know like for example Don Dickerman he's done over 10,000 deliverances his method is way different than TB Joshua who's done thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and his method is way different than Bob Larson who's done on record 50,000 deliverances so who's right all three of them drastically different 
All of them are, right? It's just a different approach, a different method, a different season, a different time. And I think that's why it's so beautiful that we can learn um, the different methods and different strategies and get better at this and learn because the truth is when it comes to how to do deliverance, the Bible's vague. The Bible's vague. It doesn't give us step by step. So the Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Just like the Bible doesn't give us step-by-step how to do order of service at church. Mm -hmm. Just like the Bible doesn't give us, it doesn't give us step-by-step, here's how you preach. So people say, well, it's wrong to teach deliverance. Well, is it wrong to teach how to preach? If you go to Bible (laughs) college, they will literally teach you how to preach. The Bible doesn't teach you how to preach. So is it wrong to learn? No, it's just where the Bible's vague about something. We can learn. We can learn from each other. We can learn from experience. And I love this as well as like, you're telling us from experience, like guys, I, I want to tell you, there's a there's a lot of guys on YouTube. I'm just going to say this. I know it's going to make people mad. What else is new? There's a lot of people on YouTube that teach deliverance that have literally never done deliverance. So I, I've heard hour and a half teachings from guys about deliverance, and I know them, and I know they've never done deliverance. And I'm like, guys, why are we teaching? And usually the methods are like, anti what we're teaching tonight, but it's like, if you've never done or you don't actively do deliverance, how are you going to train and teach people? So I believe God wants not only you to do deliverance, but I, I believe God wants many of you to train others. Okay, Rickard, we, we know now, hey, we're going to go up there. We're going to confront the demon. We're going to call it out. It wants to hide. It doesn't want to leave. It doesn't want to come out. You're going to need to pressure it, fire of the Holy Spirit, confront the demon, call it out by name, you know, command it to leave, do the stuff. Now the demon's gone. What are some mistakes you see you watch people do deliverance you train people obviously you're associated at hungry gen you run the deliverance ministry as you're training people what are some of the mistakes that we make doing deliverance especially us new people that are doing it and i say us because i'm a part of the chat here I'm, i'm asking you questions as if i was someone in the chat but what are some mistakes that we could avoid some mistakes that you see people do yeah so i think i kind of touched on some of them already number one is to to get into it because you think it's cool but you're not actually ready for it okay so so we want you to minister deliverance i believe 100 deliverance isn't part of the fivefold ministry deliverance isn't a gift of the spirit it's It's literally what god told you to do as a christian i believe that every believer should have the capacity to cast out demons Okay, you need to be trained, you need to be equipped so that if you have a life group, if you have your home group, a demon comes in, a demon is manifesting during it, you know how to handle it. Okay, not everyone are called to like make a a life, you know, a full time kind of a thing out of it where you, you like all you do is deliverance. But everyone should be equipped to know how to cast it out if the situation arises. So don't Good. pursue it because it's cool. Don't because, pursue it because of your ego. I see many ministers today who actually minister deliverance kind of like for validation. Like, oh, That's yeah, dem- demons obey my voice. I feel good. You know, I know that I'm, 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 I'm a good person. God likes me and I've got the authority and people kind of idolize me a little bit and I gain followers and that's cool. That's not the reason we do deliverance. Once again, you got to come back to the roots out of love for people. When you have that love, I think you're ready. Don't pursue deliverance because it's cool or because, you know, uh, you want to be kind of like a spiritual SWAT or spiritual, you know, SWAT team and kind of do or exploits and, you know, just do it because you love people. That's the number one. And uh, the num- second thing, and I've, I've said it already, not finishing the job is literally the biggest problem today. So I, I think that so many people go for deliverance in different places and the job doesn't get done because it's overwhelming. 
I'm not saying like ministers, like, hey, ministers, you're so lazy. Just spend another hour in the service. No, I get it. Like sometimes you're you're the only one ministering. Hey, there's like 15 demons and you struggle with one for like 45 minutes. You're like, no, what, 15 times yeah. 45 yeah. minutes? No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Not so you got to like have teams. You got to have people that can take time with people so that they don't like wake up from it without deliverance. And then they're going back with their husband or back with their wife in the car. And the husband or the wife is going to be like, so yeah, yeah. who's sleeping on the couch tonight? Because I know you're a demon, right? So, yeah. so, so it's so important to finish the job, run the race, go the mile, extra mile with people, you know, do what you can to make sure that they get to the end. Thirdly, uh, as I, as we talked about a little bit, copying now, now, trust me, because a lot of people, at least the people, my, my kind of crowd and stuff, they all like follow a lot of TB Joshua and stuff. So, so they always ask me, like, give us some insights. Like, what are the words that TB Joshua used? Like that one magic fire word that the demon would just, you know, leave instantly or, you know, what movement with the hand and stuff. And like, I get it when 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 you don't. Uh, when you haven't grown up to the point that you're like, okay, it's not about that. I understand that you ask. I even asked TB Joshua, I'll be like, you know, hey, what does it mean when you shake your hand? Do I need to shake my hand when I pray? Come on. <laughs> but I realized that like, I got to follow what the Holy Spirit is telling me. Yes. I can take some like inspiration from ministers that are successful and they're doing it, but don't like just copy paste someone's mannerism. Doing that, you're actually not gonna have the success that they do literally mm. otherwise if that's how it is that means that every single person the fast 40 days like jesus can walk on the water like jesus that's not how it works okay so it's not the same just because you like copy the mannerism of, of a man of god like you know for example bob larson he uses the bible right he takes his bible you know and i separate yeah. soul and spirit and all that kind of stuff and that's all good it works for him you know bless him you know i if, if demons are being cast out, whatever method, like, go for it, bro. I'm not going to copy that just because, like, copy paste his whole style just because, like, oh, yeah, that seems cool. Okay, let me do that. No, I got to take some of it, learn from it, grow with it, and then let the Holy Spirit teach me. So, so you good. can you can absolutely copy from people, but don't plagiarize someone's mannerism because it's not going to work the way you think. That's okay. So good. There, there's no magic formula to deliverance. It's about your relationship with Jesus, your love for people, you understanding your authority in the name of Jesus, and then just go for it. Uh, so good. Yeah, I, I think I those are the main things. Yeah. I want to add something here too that you said that I, I don't think I've ever heard people say about deliverance is you need to pray for more people. Because people always say, like, I don't know why I don't see any deliverance. And pastors have literally told me this. Isaiah, I don't understand. You know, you go pray for people and everyone's manifesting getting delivered. Why don't I ever see deliverance? My question back to them is, do you pray for people to be delivered? And nine times out of ten, they don't pray for anyone to be delivered. So guys, I want you to realize this. Demons are not gonna jump out in front of you saying, Here I am and cast me out. They hide. <laughs> They're professional at hide and seek. They're better than you were at 13 years old playing hide and seek. They are professional. So if you're not praying for people, you're not going to see deliverance. And if you pray for, let's say 50 people one week and your friend prays for two people, who do you think is gonna see more people manifest, more people yeah. get delivered. The guy yeah. that prayed for 50, it's a numbers thing, right? So numbers game. Yeah. if you, if you want to see people get delivered, start praying deliverance. It's the same thing. Many of you say, I've never seen someone physically healed. So you literally think 
God doesn't heal people because you've never seen it. And then my question is, how many sick people have you prayed for? And the answer is zero for many of you. Well, I've never prayed for a sick person. So how are you going to say God doesn't heal the sick when you don't actually go pray for anyone that's sick? So I would encourage you. One of the reasons why we have the deliverance map is so that you can practice so that people will call you. They will come to you that need to get delivered and you can start doing deliverance because really at the end of the day, you have a ton of videos on deliverance. I have so many videos on deliverance. It's all amazing and it's great. We need more teaching, but if you learn and learn and learn, but don't do it, there's, there's certain things we literally can't teach you with words. They're experiential. Mm. I think I might've made that word up, but it's okay. You know what it means? Yeah. They only come by experience. They only come when you get out and do the work. And I'll tell you guys this, your mindset and your theories and theology starts changing when you actually see deliverance. I just had a pastor tell me, my theology was Christians can't have demons until I started manifesting and then my theology changed. <laughs> so your theology was one thing, but your experience and we all, we all, all of our theology is shaped by experience, like period, no matter what you say, if you have a theology right now and you're listening that says God can't heal, that's your theology and you have cancer and then God heals you, your theology changes because mm. now your theology goes from God can't heal to God healed my body, God can heal. So no matter what, everybody's theology is determined by, I know, I know people hate me when I say this, but it is determined by your own experiences. If you were raised in a Pentecostal home, you were raised in a charismatic home, you're raised in a Baptist home, most people are what they are because of what they've experienced. So when you experience deliverance, your ideas of deliverance change. Some of the questions you guys ask, like how do I get someone to manifest? What happens here? These things are answered in experience. So it is hard sometimes to verbalize spiritual realities, but I think a mistake we make is we don't pray for enough people. And you yeah. gotta put yourself in a place where the Holy Spirit can move through you. I said it on Sunday, I was preaching about the gifts of the Spirit, and I said, some of you want spiritual gifts, but you don't need them watching Netflix. Like if you're watching Netflix five hours a day, you don't need the gift of miracles. I'm being, I'm being, I'm guys, you don't oh, need yeah. to prophesy. True. You literally don't need them because you're not doing anything needing of them. But if you put yourself in a place where you're praying for somebody that's sick, like, hey man, I really need the gift of healing, Lord. I'm creating a vacuum where the Holy Spirit fills the vacuum. If you put yourself in a place where you're dealing with someone who's demonized and you're calling out a demon and it manifests, it's a great place to be because now the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be needed. He shows up where he's needed, when he's needed. And if he shows up because you need him, that's going to be a beautiful thing for you. But don't get mad at the Holy Spirit for not showing up when you spend hours on TikTok. Don't spend, don't get mad at the Holy Spirit's not showing up when you spend hours watching Netflix. I mean, you've watched the whole season of The Office like 15 times and you're like, Holy <laughs> Spirit, why aren't you showing up? I mean, I don't, I don't know where are you? And God's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like tickle you while you watch another season? It's really getting in a place where we're uncomfortable and so God can show up and be the comforter. Like you don't need the comforter if you're never uncomfortable. You need him to come comfort you, to come empower you. So I, I love to put myself in places where I'm uncomfortable. And there's often times where I'm doing this type of ministry and I'm uncomfortable and God's like, that's exactly where you need to be. That's where I want to grow you. It's like going to the gym and getting mad that your body's sore. You're like, I, it hurts. It's supposed to hurt. It's growing. Nothing yeah. grows without pain. So I think that's a, a very important thing. Praying for more people. Like you said, don't stick to one method. Do it for the right reasons. Let me add one more and then we'll move on to the next thing here is not doing deliverance on people who aren't ready. Like this is a big mistake I see is you try to do deliverance on people that don't even want to be delivered. And, and we know this in meetings, people come and, and you guys have a good heart, okay? So don't say, man, I did that to Isaiah last week. I get what your heart is, I love you. But you come and say, here's my son, they have a demon, you know, they're 17 years old and they're sitting there with their head down and their hood on. And I'm like, hey bro, you're 17, do you want to be 
do you want freedom? They're like, no, my mom made me come. I'm not praying for him. I love him. I'll pray. You know, we could come in agreement, hold hands and two or three are gathered, but I'm not going to try to do deliverance on someone that doesn't want to get delivered because demons recognize free will. I've been in deliverances where I'm an hour in and the demon's like, she doesn't even want me to leave. And I'm asking her like, do you even want the demon to leave? And they're like, well, I really, I've had this demon for so long. I'm just kind of used to it. And the girl literally didn't want the demon to go. So I'm like, how do you want me to come kick the demon out when you're letting it live in you rent free? Remember yeah. guys, we are homes. Jesus said for demons, demons live in us. They don't live on us. They live in us and we have to break their legal right. We have to let them know. I often start deliverance by making the person say, I don't want you here because the demons think and they're convinced you want them. So that's one thing to remember is don't waste your time. And you know, maybe you have a different opinion on this card but i don't like wasting my time on people mm -hmm. that don't yeah. want deliverance like mm -hmm. you need to come desperate you need to come willing yeah. you need to come as a beggar and really if you look at the people that came to jesus not every time but oftentimes they came desperate and you might say well, what about the man at the tombs he came to jesus the bible says ran and got on his knees like he approached jesus when jesus arrived at the graveyard so even that man with thousands of demons was in his right mind okay how about this let me ask you this, Ricard. What happens when I'm doing deliverance? You guys, you know, I, I got out of your guys' podcast. I'm learning. I'm excited. I invited my friend over, my family. I know they have demons, right? I know it. I'm praying for them in the living room. I put on some worship music, which, by the way, guys, you can do deliverance in your living room if you didn't know that. I'm mm -hmm. in my living room. Worship music's on. We're all praying as a family. Somebody starts growling. They're manifesting. They're angry. They're, you know, like you said, they're shaking a little bit. And I'm, I'm, I'm calling it out. I'm, they renounce. I'm making it go to the abyss. I'm doing all the stuff fire of the Holy Spirit. I'm doing it all. But it's like, man, I've been doing this for an hour and the demon's like, nope, it just won't leave. What are a couple things we can do or maybe what you do when mm -hmm. you stall out? And we all do, okay? Oh, I know yeah. you guys might look all at us and time. say, oh, these are mighty men of God. They, they're going to be able to 100% success. No, we stall out. So what are some things we can do when we stall out? Yeah, really good question. And and just to say like, uh, yeah, it's 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 literally a numbers game and the same is with these stalling demons the stubborn ones it's a numbers game like mm. you'll if you pray for people you're gonna get the ones that take forever and in fact just like let's say that you get pulled over because you were speeding on the highway okay and, and a cop pulls you over and you're like you know you're gonna get that ticket you're gonna get that judgment for what you did everyone that gets pulled over always have a strategy of how to try to escape that <laughs> ticket okay like my wife for example you know i, I love her so much she's in the <laughs> chat right now shout out babe Hi, she's listening yeah she, she would be able to charm her way out of it you know she'd be like oh officer thank you so Start much crying, you do such no. a good job god bless you you know blue lives matter we believe in you you know and stuff and <laughs> smile and you know do a little wink with the eye and stuff if i try to charm my way it ain't gonna work okay <laughs> so so and but other people like come up with excuses Oh, my wife is giving birth or whatever. Like there's different ways. The same way goes with demons. They have different strategies to try to get out of that final judgment, that ticket, that ticket back to hell. Okay. They are trying to escape. Some of them will literally cause a scene. When that's the case, if a demon is causing a scene, and this is especially if you're in your church and you realize that the demon is like causing a scene, shouting, making noise, Jesus Christ actually commanded the demon to calm down and be quiet and shut up. You know, that's one strategy. So you have to kind of like know the different strategies that demons use. Another one is like, 
And this is one I had so much on the last digital deliverance that we did, like three in a row. I'm like, fire God. And I see the demon is manifesting. God is telling me uh, this person has a demon. I'm like, speak out. Who are you? Three people in a row. They go, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh man, I think that's 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 the one I hate the most yes. when the demon is like Mm-mm, because I'm I know it's gonna be like 15 minutes of yeah. Mm-mm, Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm, and then like they're gonna finally and it's so 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 that's another one when when I face those ones who doesn't really like they haven't started speaking out, for example. Uh I will always basically try after like let's say that I'm praying for someone and I'm like commanding it to speak out try to get some information try to expose the back door in which it entered it's not speaking out i would um i would like uh command it to go without even having it to speak Mm. i honestly my style and this is just my style i basically always almost always interrogate demons because it's just faster once they obey my voice and i'm like how did you enter i entered through dreams or through birth or from the father or the mother or you know and they reveal a couple of how they operate when i say out it works for me Mm. it works they just obey much faster so but if they refuse to even speak out at all i i will actually like try to just cast it out without and most of the time they will actually just go uh if you if you uh if you believe it yourself you're like right now at the count of three one two three out in the name of jesus another thing that i say sometimes um and and i'm not once again don't make theology out of these kind of methods that we're doing these are things that work for me i'm just giving you tips that good try it don't try it it's it's up to you uh sometimes i realize like if a demon is standing up the moment that they actually fall to their back that's the moment that like as they're falling literally as the person is falling the demon is like sometimes i even see it like even you know you you can get that one millisecond of a spiritual flash kind of where you see the spirit world as they're falling you see the spirit dashing out of them as the person is falling backward mm. so sometimes i would like not i would never push them ever but i would like command them like on the floor, you demon, get on the floor in the name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus. And some people I know haters are going to say like, oh, yeah, you're just manipulating them. And of course, they're obeying you because they want, you know, remember, if that's you, like, and you feel like that's not the right style, don't do it for, for with all means, you know, don't do that's that. Good. Uh, another thing that I, I always uh, say, honestly, you got to be patient when the demon mm. is manifesting. Uh, with those especially those that spend long there's also another one there's deceptive spirits then you have to rely on the spirit of god i have this now listen to this case this is kind of funny isaiah i'm sure you had similar cases as well we were in a living room actually as you were talking uh, about earlier and we were praying for this one woman she's from latin america this was back in sweden actually and we were praying for her straight out from like the movie the exorcist really nasty uh like you know coming from uh, from a latin american country deep rural uh, all kinds of witchcraft voodoo and all those kind of things speaking with a manly voice like super like and we're praying we're praying we're praying nobody's super experienced i'm literally a kid here I, i i saw it i wasn't even the one ministering this is from when i was like a child and after a while nobody really know what they're doing the the woman calms down and then literally she opens her eyes she's like thank you jesus she's free she's free now so so like at at first you're like oh wow that's good but literally the demon 
the demon tried to trick us. Yeah. And it's so stupid. The demon is so stupid that the demon says, she's free instead <laughs> of I'm free because so, so the demon was like, she's free. Thank you, Jesus. And the pastor just easily was actually my dad. He's like, oh, you deceptive spirit. <laughs> Out! And then whoa, started manifesting again. <laughs> So demons have all these different kind of strategies. And I mean, I could name like 12, 15 of the most common ones. I've shared like four or five here. But as you go into it as well, you kind of notice pretty fast as you've done, you know, you've, you've got your number, you know, you've, you've got your numbers of prayer. And remember, it's a numbers game. Let's say I pray for 20 people in a church, uh, in, in a service, 20 people, maybe one will manifest two or sometimes 10. But normally, like, it's not like you pray for two people and one will manifest. Most of the time, no. It's like one in 10 or one in 20, depending on where you are in the world and how open and ready they are as well. The numbers can fluctuate, you know, but you have to just, when you have those numbers where you've prayed for a lot of people, you've been through a lot of deliverances, you've seen it all, you kind of realize that, yeah, it's like, there's like 15, 16, uh, 20 styles of demons and their strategies of how to try to prolong one of the ones that I enjoy the most is the one that intimidates you as a minister. I love it because I'm a pretty big guy, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't get intimidated. Like, nor, like, I mean, I'm sure there's someone that would intimidate. I'm not trying to say that I'm kind of some kind of like uh, he-man here or anything. But, but, but in general, like, and the demons will like run at you and be like, I'm gonna kill you. And they will like run at you and the ushers are like holding on to their belts and like trying to pull them back. But they're like big guys and stuff. I love those ones. And most people are kind of, they don't like it. I love those ones because the key with those ones is to don't take a step back. No matter what That's happens, good. stand your, literally, physically stand your ground. As you're standing your ground physically, you're standing your ground spiritually too. So as that aggressive demon comes, they will always come up to my face like this but they can't touch me. I love it. And because I know that I know that I know that they can't touch me when I stand in the authority of Jesus, I won't flinch. I won't take a step back. And when they come up to you like this, just one like normally and they just fall down because so like they, they have, they have exhausted all their, all their strategies. So, so good. Th those are some of the different ways that you can learn kind of how to operate, how to counter their different strategies in a setting of deliverance. That's so good. I remember one time we were doing a deliverance on this lady and it was early in the morning. We were praying. She had scheduled this deliverance. We were at a church and she was like, maybe 30 minutes we're doing this deliverance. We're asking her questions and she's like, no, there's nothing there. I'm, she kept yawning, yawning, yawning the whole time saying how tired she was. We, she ends up leaving. The day goes on. We're doing deliverances because we had scheduled like 10 deliverances in one day at this church. We're doing another deliverance and she's calling the pastor saying, I've never napped in my life and all day long I've been napping. I've been super tired. I don't know what's going on. Well, she ended up coming back. I said, look, let's finish all the deliverances throughout the day and we'll bring her at the very end because she said, I know there's a demon there. I know there's a demon. We tried getting there. I know there was no manifestation, but I know there's something there. I'm yawning all day. I'm tired. I've never been tired like this. We bring her back that night. Long story short, we start doing it again. I'm like, look, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm tired. I've been casting out demons all day. I was like, if there's a demon there, I'm not playing with you. I call it out. <laughs> she full on manifests and this demon goes on to start saying, it was me this morning talking to you. Turns out the whole time we were having this 30 minute dialogue while we we're praying for in the morning, she doesn't remember any of it. It was a demon the whole time saying, 
There's nothing there. I don't feel anything. There's nothing there. It was a, there was a demon the whole time. And the demon's like, I thought I had you fooled. I was like, nope, we brought you back. So my point is I've had times where even the demons fooled me where I think it's the person or like you'll be talking to them and all of a sudden their eyes are twitching. You can tell, oh wait, this isn't the person uh, talking. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So you gotta, you gotta use guys. Some of this experience plays out when you're like, wait a minute, this isn't the person talking, this is the demon. And one thing I wanna add to that, one thing I see a huge hindrance to deliverance is people start crying and the minister stops because the person's crying. Guys, if you're praying deliverance and the person's crying, it's not the person, it's the demon. It's the demon crying. Demons are always, and the Bible even says they cried out of the people. So demons are always will always cry because if you've lived somewhere, I want you guys in the chat to imagine you've lived somewhere for 30 years. You've built your home there. You love this place. And one day someone knocks on the door and says, Today's the day you're being evicted. You don't belong here. You have to get out and you've been in this house for 30 years You're gonna start crying. You're gonna be like, no, this is my home. I don't want to leave I have nowhere else to go. Don't make me leave the demons cry So don't stop and be like, oh poor lady or poor That's where you have to go even harder and be like, no, you're not staying. I don't care if you're crying Demons will put on full theatrics to try to get them to stay. Okay, let me ask you one more and then we're gonna pray mass deliverance. So nobody click off because we're gonna pray for you in a second here, but I wanna ask you one more question. I hate even asking this, but I have to because this is the question we, this is like, man, this question is just always coming up. It'll never end. 30 years are gonna go by and we're gonna get asked this regard over and over and over again. What about Christians having demons? Now, let me make something clear. Let me make something clear for all those in the chat that are like, Christians can't have demons. That is an unbiblical statement. And what I mean by that is that statement is not in the Bible. There's not one Bible verse that implies Christians can't have demons. There's not one Bible verse that says Christians can't have demons. So if you're in the chat saying a Christian can't have a demon, you don't have a Bible verse to stand on. I promise you that, okay? You're not gonna come up with one, there's none. We've, we've searched over and over and over again. So we know it's possible. We know it's possible for Christians to have demons. In fact, I only do deliverance on Christians. That's a huge area of contention. All of these guys that are heresy hunters, they hate us because we believe Christians can be demonized. We know they can. What are some of your thoughts? You don't have to give us like a good theological answer, but when someone comes to you and says, a Christian can't have a demon, what are some of the things you say? What are your thoughts on the topic? Just give me like five minutes just, just to appease some of the people in the chat on yeah. the whole Christians. <laughs> I want to hear your opinion on the Christians having demons. Yeah. So so first of all, I mean, I, I use my my own story a lot. You know, I was a I was a Christian. I, I was even serving under Prophet TB Joshua, you know. So so for me it's a non-issue. And good. once again, there is not a lot of like uh, in either direction really. I mean even the term Christian was literally used once in the Bible. Yeah. Like yep. Everything that happened, like the word Christian didn't exist before Jesus, first of all, you know, of course not, because Christian means Christ-like and all that. But so Christians can have demons. I was a Christian. I had demons. I mean, Me how too. many how many unsaved people come to church? Of course they come. But generally, it's people who are already on the journey, you know, yep. they have already received Jesus in their heart. So my understanding of this is basically like there is three levels or depths of uh, demonization uh, and and the first one i'm gonna go through is really quickly the, th the three different ones is you can be afflicted by demons you can be oppressed by demons and you can be possessed by demons so i think that the third step when you're possessed by demons those people they 
are not Christian. And, and hear me out now what, what I'm going to say. Uh, you are not Christian because you don't have your own will anymore. Mm. The demon has actually taken over your entire will, your emotions, your desires. Everything that you're experiencing is basically the demon. It has basically taken over everything in your life. I believe that the ones in the tomb, for example, they were like uh, in, in the Bible, in, in uh, when, the ones they cut themselves with stone. They were like fully possessed. Those people, they don't come to church willfully. Okay. Generally speaking, these people don't come to church because the demon controls them enough to keep them away from church. And if they come to church, mostly it's actually to sabotage. They mm. come to church to destroy. They come to church to spread fear, spread confusion, distract people, seduce the pastor, seduce the worship leader, spread a different kind of uh, spirits into the church. And those people... They don't need to want to be delivered because their, their own will is under complete under control of demons. Okay. So these people are the ones I literally call them like agents of Satan, uh, Satan. And I think that it's more common than you think. Mm. So, 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 so there's a lot of people and these people generally, how, you know, like what level they are, it's during their deliverance is when they literally have zero memory. They have yeah. zero memory of anything that happened. They wake up and they're like, where am I? And like, I used to have that all the time. Like in, in Africa, there was, in Nigeria, when I was there, there was like a lot of, of those cases. And of course they are everywhere, but like there, because it's kind of like a spiritually, uh, it's like a spiritual melting pot. So there's mm. so much attacks there. The light shines so bright. Like in some churches where faith is really strong, uh, the light shines really bright. So the darkness tries to quench it even more and like keep sending waves and waves of, of demoniacs trying to distract and, and cause confusion and sow seeds, you know, uh, for, for example, like the spirit of Jezebel, like how in the world would a spirit of Jezebel infiltrate a church like it happens all the times so we're like oh yeah someone in the church staff got delivered from spirit of jezebel like honestly like that person probably didn't come there from the beginning like oh yeah hey i i, I need deliverance they, they were there on a mission and and just like and hear me out on this and remember this and this is this might be a little bit controversial you you just hear me out Isaiah. just like we as people of god we get used by god sometimes and not hundred like at least not me Everything I do isn't God telling me to do. Like yeah. taking a cup of coffee, God is yeah. instructing me first. Like, hey, take a cup of coffee. But sometimes, and, and I'm praying to grow in it, God Almighty will speak to me and I will act on that. And I sometimes I won't even need, know from the beginning, like, is, is that God or is that just my good self? You know, it mm. happens. Many times afterwards, you see the signs that, oh, that was God speaking. That person literally broke down and said th those 20 bucks is what he prayed for in the morning. And I gave it. And now he says that he can pay his bills at home. You know, that's God right there. The same times people who are controlled by their emotions, they can be used by demons occasionally. You can be used by demons occasionally. You can come to church and you're a super emotional person or you're, you have some kind of uh, critter hanging, like, like Isaiah says, you know, demonic critters hanging in your life where occasionally you're actually running errands for the devil. Mm. And you don't even mean to. You're a good person, but like, hey, you act out of character and, or, you know, hey, that, that uh, married woman, you like, oh, hi, you know, a little bit too flirtatious or whatever, you know, and suddenly you're running errands, sowing kind of 
small seeds of doubt or this and that around. So that's why it's so important for, for us as Christians to be in spirit, walk yeah. in the spirit so that these things doesn't, you know, the devil can't have an opportunity to use you to sow a little seed of doubt in someone because you're feeling, you know, you're kind of out of it. You're a little bit emotional. You tell someone like, hey, oh man, pastor did something to me the other time. And you don't know that that person literally struggling to leave the church. As you're saying it, you're like confirming it to them. You're running errand for the devil right there. It doesn't mean that you're like demon possessed. You just gave an opportunity and listened to the wrong voice. Mm. So, so that's for demon possessed people, the, the deep people. Secondly is oppressed people. And the lightest level of demonic uh, uh, tor torment is when you're afflicted by evil spirits. So I think that when you're oppressed and when you're afflicted, uh, you can be a Christian, you can believe in Jesus, you can be on stage preaching all that, but demons have some areas of your life. And the way that I used to say it is, and I know I'm running over time. It's okay. One more, one more okay. minute, six, 60 seconds. Uh, uh, Let's say that you have a house, right? And you realize that you have termites in your house. What you do is you're going to call the um, the fumigation, right? It's called fumigation. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The terminator, exterminator. Yeah, yeah. When they come. The terminator. Yeah, the exterminator. <laughs> yeah. Not the terminator. The terminator will destroy your whole house. But the exterminator. Yeah. yeah. The exterminator. So if you don't give the exterminator access to every closet, no matter how dirty it is, there might still be termites, even though they have fumigated because the termites like cluster in one room. Mm. So that one room can be trauma from the past. Maybe you were molested. Maybe you experienced something. You never told anyone, but you harbor that unforgiveness against someone. You have those experiences. Or maybe you molested someone as a child. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens and we don't even know what we're doing, basically. You know, as really young kids or growing up, you mess up somehow, but you never tell anyone and you never surrender to Jesus. Salvation is like inviting Jesus into your house. Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to go snooping around in every closet of your house mm. unless you open it for him. It's good. And that's the difference between like deliverance and salvation. Salvation is welcoming Jesus in your house. Once Jesus is in your house, you go to heaven. People ask me this question like, do demon possessed people go to heaven if you're a Christian? Of course. Do sick yeah. people go to heaven? Come on. Of course they do. The sickness is here on earth. It's to torment your body here on earth. It doesn't take away your salvation. The same way with demonic oppression. You've yep. got demons tormenting you. If you die and you've got demons tormenting you, you go to heaven. So Their good. purpose is to take you away from it. But as long as you stay on the path, even though you're under attack, you're going to heaven. But for the sake of living a free life here and now, when the exterminator come, be like, hey, this closet, it kind of smells. I haven't cleaned it for a long time, but yeah, come and check this out too. And he'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? I don't care. I don't judge. I'm just here to get rid of termites. And there you go. Boom. You receive deliverance. Jesus was in your house. But if you don't invite him into every area of your life, he's not going to force his way. He's not going to be like, hey, forcefully, I have to take that unforgiveness from you. You've got no choice. Nah. He's so a good. De demons, they don't. They don't care about your will, but Jesus does.
So good. All right, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to be delivered. Listen, chat, if you're here, well, you're all here, or else you wouldn't be listening, but we're live right now. I'm like, if you're here listening, of course you are. We're live right now. Maybe you're on the replay later. You can still be delivered. The power of God is not bound to time, space, place, location. God is timeless, boundless. He, he could be anywhere at all times. We're going to pray a prayer of mass deliverance over you right now. So get in a posture of receiving. I'm telling you, I was going to say I believe, but I don't believe. I know that you can be delivered right now. I don't have to believe it because I already know it's true. I know that God can and God will deliver you right now if you desire, if you want it. Again, he's not going to force himself on you, but if you'd open up tonight and say, man, I want this. Maybe you have a spirit of lust or confusion or suicide or anger or depression or fear. Whatever spirit might be there, we are going to evict it tonight. And I want you guys to remember this. Demons live in us, not on us. Jesus cast demons out of people. So I want you to be ready for those demons to come out of you. They might come out of your mouth. They might come out of your nose. They might come out of your ears. You might feel them come out of the top of your head. doesn't really matter. The, the goal is to get them out. Whether you laugh, you scream, you yawn, you cry, you burp, you throw up. None of that matters. What matters is they leave you. So tonight... My brother here is going to lead us through mass deliverance, going to pray mass deliverance over us. And I want you guys to be ready to get set free and to be delivered. You could, Rickard, you could take it away. We're, we'll do this. Let's do this ministry here and pray for the people and just see All God right. do some deliverance here. All right. So as you're watching right now, if that's you, maybe your heart is starting to pump right now. You know that something's, something's there or you're hearing voices telling you to switch the stream off. You're experiencing some fatigue. You're experiencing anxiety right now. That's not you. That's the demons right now. They know that their time is up. Yep. For whatever reason, don't get distracted right now. Don't switch the stream off. Don't think of anything else right now. This is the moment that you've been waiting for right now. Get ready to receive. I want to pray one prayer with you first, and then we're going to go ahead and just go straight at it. And I want you right now. I know there's many steps to take, but I feel the, an unction from the Lord right now. There's a lot of people here right now dealing with trauma. There are a lot of people, single mothers. There's a lot of people you have passed through hurt in the past. And, and, and I want to pray a prayer of releasing forgiveness and then we're going to go straight for it. I feel the Lord saying that there's a lot of people holding on to unforgiveness right now. And because of that, you've been in search for a solution for a long time, but it hasn't quite clicked yet. So you release forgiveness. It's time for that. By not forgiving, it's yes. like you're bleeding while swimming in the sea. You'll attract more and more sharks. Unforgiveness is like blood. It attracts demons. Right now, pray this prayer with me if you're watching right now and you're experienced, whatever it may be, maybe you're struggling with spiritual loss, it doesn't matter. Join me in this prayer. It's a prayer of releasing forgiveness and then we're going to go straight at it. Say this prayer with me right now in Jesus' mighty name. I forgive every person who hurt me in the past. It may be my dad, my mom, whoever it is who caused destruction in my life who caused setback in my life, who caused hurt and pain in my life. I forgive you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Just take 10 seconds right now. Mention the name of the person that hurt you. Maybe it's your dad, your mom, whoever it may be. Say it right now in Jesus' name. Mom, I forgive you right now. Dad, for what you did to me when I was a kid, I forgive you right now in Jesus' mighty name. You have no no idea the power of forgiveness the number one thing during all the deliverances that i've experienced demons will say i will not leave because she doesn't forgive i will stay because she doesn't forgive 
It happens. For unforgiveness is like you're giving them a, a legal right to stay. Release forgiveness right now. Five more seconds. Release forgiveness right now. And, and we're going to pray right now. Whoever it may be that you need to forgive right now, forgive them in Jesus' mighty name. Okay. I like to do it this way. So I want you to join me right now. If you need deliverance right now, it's going to get loud here in just a minute. If you need deliverance right now, I want you to raise your hand right now. And we're going to pray right now. Raise your hand in the air as you're about to receive deliverance. Lord Jesus, as these people of God raise their hand right now, I pray that you will sanctify it by the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Ghost. As the people of God is about to lay their hands on their heads, I pray let it be the hand of Jesus that is being laid on them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. When we count to three, I want you to place your hand on your head and trust in your heart that Jesus Christ is going to make that separation from that demonic bondage. Get ready right now. Begin to prepare your heart right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. I'm, G I'm ready right now. One. Get ready right now. You might feel anxious. You might feel nervous. Heart is beating fast. Don't worry. Jesus Christ is about to set you free. Two. This is the moment you've been waiting for. At three, I'm going to place my hand with you. And we're going to pray right now in Jesus' mighty name. You say this prayer with me right now. Three. In Jesus' mighty name. Out of my body right now. Come out of my body right now. You spirit of lust, come out in the name of Jesus. You spirit of divorce, come out right now. Spirit of infirmity, out right now in the name of Jesus. Just cough it out right, right now in the name of Jesus. Someone's feeling it's like it's, a, it's something stuck in your throat right now. Out, out, out in Jesus' mighty name. Someone is having increased headache right now. It's coming out through your head right now. Jesus' mighty name. Out, someone begins to burp. It's, you're yawning right now. It's coming out right now. Someone, the demon is manifesting right now. It's angry. It's telling you that, that it hates what's going on. It's the demon right now. I want you to join me one more. Say, in the name of Jesus, you evil spirit hiding in my body. Say it. You evil spirit hiding in my body. Out. Come out. Out of my body right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Begin to command it out right now. Rebuke it right now. It's coming out. Write it in the chat right now, people of God. Let us know what's happening right now. What's going on right now as the prayer is happening. Holy Spirit is touching you right now. In Jesus' mighty Someone is having severe lower back pain. The demon was located in that area in your body. It's coming out right now. Out. Out in Jesus' mighty name. Come out right now in the mighty name of Jesus. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Because of time and distance, Lord, I pray, finish the work right yes, now in Jesus' yes. mighty name. Right now out. Right now out in the name of Jesus Christ. Out in Jesus' mighty name. It's coming out. It's coming out right now. Someone is weeping uncontrollably. You're being set free right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord, for your freedom right now. Your freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Isaiah, you want to take it up? Yeah, every spirit we command now. Everyone saying in the chat, burping, feeling hot, vomiting, coughing, headache. Father, we thank you that you are binding every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit that's causing migraines, headaches, confusion. We call you up and out now in Jesus' name. You have no power. These people are not your home. In Jesus' name, out of their mouth into the abyss, go. In Jesus' name, go, go. You have no place. You will not stay. Every assignment, every curse, every contract broken 
In Jesus' mighty name, the blood is against you, Satan. You have lost this battle. You must come up and out now according to the word of God. Every foul spirit, every spirit of perversion, we command you, go now in Jesus' name. Every spirit hiding, out of hiding, in Jesus' name. Out of their mouth, into the abyss, you go now in Jesus' name. The fire is against you, Satan. The blood is against you, Satan. We break every assignment. We break every contract. Even some of you have kids that need freedom. Begin to pray. The Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus on behalf of her daughter. Father, tonight we bring our children to you and we pray freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom over our kids, drug addiction, rebellion, anger, lust, whatever our children are going through. Father, we pray today you would deliver them. Deliver them, Lord. Do the work, Jesus. Every spirit, every stubborn demon out of our kids, go now. Out of our minds, go now. Every lying spirit, every spirit of religion, up and out now. In Jesus' name, you must go. You have no legal rights. We sever your ties now. We sever your ties now. We uproot you in Jesus' name. You will not stay. We command you to go. Father, I pray over every person that's being delivered, that's been delivered. I pray where there's empty space there in their home from those demons leaving, that you fill them with the Holy Ghost and fire. Friend, right now, all you have to do is ask for the Holy Spirit, and you will get the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if you thirst, you will be filled. I pray, Lord, fill them with the Holy Ghost and fire right now. In Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Father, I pray you fill their house. Rivers of living water, tongues as a fire. Father, I pray fill them right now with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Be filled. Power. Acts 1-8. You will receive something. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Father, we are asking right now for an outpouring of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Fill them, fill them, fill them. Fire, revival in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for freedom, Lord. Many of you are being delivered right now in the chat. Many of you being free. Guys, I want you to walk out your deliverance. As God is freeing you, do not go back. Don't say, oh, well, I got tempted again. I went back. Do not reopen the door. Jesus said once the spirits leave, they try to come back. They look for that open door. Do not have an open door. Make sure that your house is not empty. Fill your house with the Holy Spirit. Fill your house with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Fill your house with prayer. Fill your house with fasting. Fill your house with consecration and holiness so those demons don't don't come back knocking. Don't just say, oh, well, the demon's back. I'm in bondage again. Make sure that your house gets filled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Many of you are being freed. Thank you, Lord. Is there any departing words you'd want to give or anything you'd want to say, Ricard? Just instruction for them as they walk out their deliverance? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I pray prayers of self-deliverance all the time. Come Whether on. there's demons there or not, okay? I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm, I think that we need to move away from a passive defensive Christianity mm. and get up and start doing on. Christianity on the offensive. Okay. As you are receiving deliverance, as you're feeling something, keep praying every yes. day as you're praying, you're going to get more and more and more breakthrough. Fill yourself up with the word of God and walk in that authority. You literally 
have what it takes. Luke 10, 18 says, I've given you authority. Come on. Use it. Trample on that serpent in your life. Trample on that scorpion. It's been unlocked here right now. Rivers of living water of deliverance has been unlocked and are released. I encourage you, step into the river of the Holy Spirit fire. Step into the river of the anointing and begin to use, use those prayers. Pray against it and you will see your mind is going to walk away, move away from that victim mentality. You realize, oh man. I don't even remember when last I had those nightmares anymore. Jesus Christ has already done it in so many of you. And some of you, it's been unlocked now. And the last 5% is up to you. Just step so out good. and finish the work right now in Jesus' name. Just finish the work I right want now you, in if Jesus' you, name. If you've been delivered, if you felt something, be honest here, okay? We're not just looking for a bunch of people to type one in the chat. If you felt, you say 100%, I felt something leave my body, whether it was out of your mouth, out of the top of your head, out of your ears, your nose, doesn't matter. You say, I felt something definitively leave me. I want you to type one right now in the chat. We're looking at the chat. I want you to type one if you felt something leave you. And again, right now we have ones flying through the chat there is freedom there is deliverance thank you lord what a night the devil's lost in jesus name and the beauty is listen this was icing on the cake this wasn't the goal wasn't just to get you delivered and you guys are typing so much the whole thing can't even process praise the lord the goal is not just you are delivered but that you are a deliverer that you know how now i start some mistakes i've made now go out now go out and freely you've been given freely you gave not one of you paid to be here every single one of you freely got deliverance tonight every single one of you freely got training tonight so freely give as you've been given make sure to guys that you partner with our broadcast go subscribe to the deliverance podcast listen no one get off we are not done there's 3300 of you right now make sure that you please subscribe to the deliverance podcast we are giving our lives to training you guys to equipping you guys so do us a huge favor subscribe to ricard's channel down below is there anywhere else ricard they can find you or anywhere else they can see your stuff or any zoom deliverances you have coming up soon uh, we've got Zoom Deliverance, Digital Deliverance at the last Wednesday of every month. You can go to hungrygen.com slash deliverance and sign up there. Um, yeah, you know, find me on Instagram and YouTube. Those are the two main places that I post stuff and content and stuff. So, yeah. Get on there, Ricard. Thank you for tonight, man. Hour and 45 minutes we've been going. I appreciate you, man. I definitely want to do it again if you'd be willing to. Thanks so much for being on tonight. Thank you very much. It was an honor and a privilege. God bless you, bro. Awesome. God bless. What a podcast, guys. Guys, I want to sow into his ministry significantly tonight. Please make sure that before you leave tonight, we're not done, that you like the broadcast. There's 1,500 of you on YouTube that haven't liked the broadcast. And make sure that you sow something into the broadcast. Just like if you go to Applebee's, which Applebee's is terrible. I'm sorry if you work there. Just like you go to Applebee's, just like you go to McDonald's, or you go to Wendy's, or you go to Denny's, wherever you're eating at. I just named four terrible places to eat at. Whatever place that you like to eat at, you pay pay because you ate a good meal you don't have to give tonight nobody's forced to give tonight but if you would be willing and you'd have a joyful heart and say man i want to sow into this i want to see this message get out there i want to see more people get set free by the power of god more teaching more training i pay my guests to be on i, inv I invite them on i sow into them so i want to give a portion of this to him so please help me tonight whatever you give tonight a portion will go to him. If you're listening on audio, isaiahsaldivar.com slash partner. Please sow something. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, 
YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.